folks. How's everybody doing? This is not necessarily mad with Eric Collinsworth. GB Meyer is going to be joining us here in a few minutes. I'm going to be talking a little bit about what's going on in the world today. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, a shout out to our buddies, the Tendencies, for letting us use a little bit of their music for our intro there. That tune is called Burden Town. Uh, a friend of mine, Jeff Garrett, wrote that, helping with some of the production and some of the playing. And you can check it out uh, eventually. We'll have a website for it. But uh, check it out at Mad Fam World for right now. We're going to put up uh, that early single while we're working on a couple other things. Hope everybody's doing well this, uh, this the something day of uh, isolation. Some uh, social distancing, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, why don't we get right down to it and let's uh, let's go ahead and bring in GB. How are you doing, man? I'm good, Eric. How's it going? It is going as well as one can expect, given the circumstances. Yeah, and, yeah. And one of the things uh, you and I, when we were talking about, what are we going to talk about this week? Um, you, we kind of came to the uh, agreement that eventually we're going to have to talk about it so why not get some of our thoughts on covid out um we we we're in mm-hmm. day I, 30 plus not quite to the 40 days 40 nights status uh yeah nationwide but uh i thought we could uh we could just uh go ahead and get it out of the way and that way we don't have to talk about it again for a while yeah i like that cuz you know at this point um you know, it, I mean, this is what we're all relating to right now. It's what we're all vibing on. And I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's water cooler talk that's just banality. And then there's just talking about what's really happening. And this is what's really happening to all of us. And uh, including you and me. Right. No, yeah. I, I agree. Um, yeah. And, and it, it's, it's something, you know, media or, you know, just social media or regular media you just can't can't get away from it um i'm a big fan of uh, npr and even Mm -hmm. listening to them today it's it's what it's what we're it's what we're all talking about so i thought we could spend some time with it today yeah for sure so um has um this i know this has interrupted your day-to-day and honestly outside of right now it's kind of funny because i know we said hey let's talk about it but i don't think that i've really i don't think i've got an idea of it, actually how much it's impacted what you do day to day i mean i know you still i know you still teach a lot and i know that it's going to impact performance well but, it, but it, what does that mean for you it already has uh well uh you know like you said i, I teach music um classical side of things i teach cello and upright bass and and a couple of electric bass lessons at this point and mm-hmm. a couple of music theory lessons and um yeah i mean some of my students have de- decided that they're going to wait it out because they just they they're not comfortable online lessening and i get that and but picked up a mm-hmm. few that are um it's uh made my commute a lot easier uh, i'm not gonna <laughs> lie um right it, it takes some getting used to because you know the methods we're using are like what everybody else is using for for online meeting you know either skype or zoom or you know some some variation thereof and it's it's not the same as being there in person obviously and you you, you know i'm having to learn how to teach from a distance and um it's it's that's that's been a whole different ball of wax for me uh trying to figure out you know the best way to communicate when you can't 
can't play at the same time, obviously. Um, so it, it, it's uh, it's been a little bit of a struggle. I won't say a struggle. It's been an adjustment, just like with with anything else. On the on the flip side, uh, the performance side of things, it's been uh, it hurt. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna lie. Yeah, uh, right. I figured out what I've lost in the 30 days now that we have been under uh, social distancing, um, stay at home, not orders, I guess, in Virginia, and that's where we're, we're coming from. But right, um, you know, I'm 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 well over three grand in in missed work as a musician at this point, and uh, yeah, that's big. It is, but I mean, the upside is. Um, People are still wanting to book. You know, uh, one of the groups I play with is a jazz group in in the Lynchburg area, and we're we've already got two solid bookings in pen with contracts for this fall. Uh, people are, are are moving ahead with that, thinking, you know, positively um, that that things are going to happen, and and finding other ways to try to monetize the music and, or at least keep creating the music. I don't want it all to be tied into music or to money. Um, but you know, uh, getting creative again with the, with flat five, the jazz group that I play with, we're, we're doing, um, one of the, uh, videos where you see us recording in isolation and, and putting it all together. Uh, the rhythm section just gave it over to the horns to try to do something with. So try and stay creative that way. Um, you know, building for the future, uh, you know, our friend Christian and I, we just had a you know discussion about it. You know, when this is all done, you know, what are we going to yeah. do? Yeah. And, you know, so it's a, it's a lot of time to plan, a lot of time to work on other projects, uh, like, obviously, because we're, we're doing sure. we're doing what right. we're doing right, right now. Right here. Exactly. Yeah. So day to day, it's it's been it's been hardcore, uh, you know, just trying to trying to figure out ways to keep it going. Yeah, I hear you putting one foot in front of the other. The guys in Flat Five, um, they are into uh, they're into a variety of things themselves. Are they being impacted the same way that you are? Uh, some more than others. Uh, one of our saxophone players has a has a day job uh, working in counseling, so he's he's still doing that and figuring out ways to do it with social yeah. distancing in place. Um, one of our guys is you know he's like me. All he does is music. So right now he's he's looking at you know looking at ways to 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 make it happen um another guy works uh he's a, a instrument repair guy so he works in a, mm-hmm. in a studio he works in his repair studio and is isolated so he's he's continuing to truck along um oh, that's good so i mean they're they're finding ways to make it happen most of the musicians that i that i'm i'm you know in contact with they're all yeah, this this blows, and I'm not getting any gigs, but I'm I'm getting working, you know, working on an album, or I'm working on recording tracks, or I'm doing, you know, in the uh, at home concerts, live stream type things, and yeah, we're all you know just kind of in flux, waiting for you know you can't really plan to do anything because we don't know when, you know, here in Virginia we're going to be released to the to the world, as they say. Yeah. So um, you know. Uh, I'm having to take a very Taoist approach to it. It's like you can't swim against the river current. You can only ride it. And, right. And yeah, you do have to be that leaf going with, with the, the current. Yeah, exactly. And and just kind of make the best of the, of the situation. So are you, uh, I know you and I are working on 
this as a, a creative and discussion-based outlet for us to really just kind of enjoy that and connecting right. with people through this. Are, are you, are, I don't think I've asked you this, are you working on anything musically creatively right now or is that something that you're redirecting until a later time because of the other adjustments that you're doing or, or how was your channel for that? Yes and no. Um, I'm, what I've been working on recently is not so much the playing of music, but there's you know a recording project that I'm, I'm knee deep in that has gotten some time now because we've got nothing but time. Right. Um, and I might lay down a few tracks to that to clean it up or whatever. But as, as far as full full on playing, I'm not doing a lot of that. But again, you know, working on the recording projects, um, I've got a couple of arranging projects that I'm, I'm doing for one of the big bands that I'm, I'm working with. Oh, very cool. And, you know, just trying to, to finish those projects up, taking on a couple of um, other projects like, projects like that for, with friends, you know, just helping them out with you know, getting, you know, paper copies to digital of some of the stuff that they've wrote. So, you know, it's busy work, but it keeps me sane. <laughs> and it, yeah. and it keeps me sort of in a musical mindset so that I'm not, you know, totally away from it. Although it's been a good break. I mean, sure. You know. Well, and you know, I think that there is, and I'm coming at it from my point of view on this, but I think that there's something kind of therapeutic about knowing that if you're working on it, and it can help somebody else that you're useful it that can that can be personally helpful in its own way knowing that you're you know that you're making a, an immediate even if it's task driven difference in some, what someone else has got to try to get done exactly and it and it gives a sense of purpose yeah 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 well, good for you so what's what's life like in your day job uh well so you know my my day job is um, not very similar to what the stuff that you and I work on with Mad Fam World or even really close to, to music. Um, um, you know, my, my work is technical, you know, um, project-based IT work, and it's inside of uh, food distribution. Um, Richmond, a lot of people don't know this, but if you think about it for a second, Richmond is a, it's a huge food hub. So if you take a look at the geography, first rivers, then railroads, and finally the interstate, Richmond is right on the middle of the eastern seaboard between, you know, Boston, New York, and Miami. And right. uh, yeah. the interstates 95 and 64 connect that entire east coast with the Chesapeake Bay and, the, and St. Louis, which is where 64 um, either or, or originates or terminates. I don't remember which, which one goes which way, but... Um, so, um, our, our world in, in, I guess in, in food at large is being impacted in a way that I can see around Richmond. That's, um, it's, it's bracing. Um, my day-to-day -day work is, has been impacted. I'm, I'm working from home and the projects I'm working on are a lot more immediate operational things we just got to get done. Right. A lot of the big ideas or strategies are completely on hold. Um, you know, food is a very, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough business in that it's, um, you know, it, it deals in fractions of pennies. Right. So, There's um, not much overhead in it. 
right, from the get-go. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you take a look at what's happening. The poor restaurants that are out there uh, going from thriving to uh, overnight closure, um, which is its own story. And what I've seen in Richmond is, you know, it's, it's just, it's hard to, uh, to watch. But that's cash coming into the company where I work. And right. so, uh, obviously, you know, you see it in... When you read the stories right now um, about food and the food supply, what's what's so hard to explain to people if they're not acquainted with it is that there's this huge supply chain that's that's built around um, things going to restaurants, but things going to grocery stores from different aggregators, and there's different products, different sizing, different branding, and you know you just can't switch uh, track A over to track B overnight. It's just from the very top all the way down to where people get their calories. It's uh, it's very specialized, and right. so uh, for everyone to stop going to restaurants and go only to grocery stores, and for there to be a run on food, um, you know it's it's really it's it's turned the whole food world, grocery, food service, all of it, kind of on its head. So. Uh, where that impacts me, and you know, I'm I'm working, and the stuff that I'm working on, like I said, is you know a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit more immediate, a little bit more operational, and I don't mind that. But and I, I get to do it from uh, from my place. Uh, I'm not going to the office, and that's you know that's that's that's, that's cool always too. a good thing at this point. In, in yeah, time. yeah, it sure yeah. is. I mean, so I'm very fortunate, but um, you know, uh, it's it's hard because being part of this community of food service inside of Richmond. Richmond and everyone I know that I work with, but Richmonders at large, are really proud of the restaurant scene that's emerged there, particularly over the last five or six years. I mean, it's been on a number of top 10 lists and people come and they visit and they say, wow, we didn't know this was going on here. And so many of these restaurants have either um, shuttered or even uh, closed to not reopen. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm seeing that on, on this end of the world too here. Yeah. From, uh, the Lynchburg Roanoke area, you know, the, the it, it seems like there's always going to be the restaurants that figure out how to make this happen. You know, both Roanoke and Lynchburg have gone through downtown revitalization projects and they're having Lynchburg right now, in fact, and, you know, the restaurants are trying to figure out how, you know, before this all happened, we're trying to figure out how to get people downtown when all the roads are tore up. And yeah. now they're they're trying to figure out how to get people just to stop by long enough to pick up their food, you know. But, yeah. And, and I'm finding, you know, the I think humanity is clever in, in, in that, you know, we're always going to find a way. And yes. Yes, we will. You know, one of the guys that was having so many so much trouble in the Lynchburg area with getting you know folks downtown uh, owns two places, and uh, they they do a, a smoked meat product. And if you're not into smoked meat, I'm sorry, <laughs> stuff's good. <laughs> it's it's Bird at the Stony Badger, and he does it. He does a mean yeah. mean bunch of smoked meat. And uh, he was now I'm starving. Yeah, I know, right? He was an early adapter to hey, if you're within five miles, I'll I'll bring it to your house. If you're ten, we'll meet you somewhere. You know, pickups. You know, you can swing by and pick up. We've got cash register set up outside to do this. Right. And what I'm finding is the restaurants that were the most willing to not throw up their hands and go, well, crap, right? 
they mm-hmm. they were the ones that said, okay, how do we make the best of this? And I think I'm seeing that across like art too, and and businesses, the ones that are you know not locked into saying, well, we need you guys here on site in the office working. Right, it's not happening. Yeah, to to your point about finding a way and what you're describing there, I'm seeing that happen in an immediate and professional way right now. Um, yeah, food service providers are finding ways to get um, food over to grocery. Right, and I know further upstream, they're trying to figure out how to um, to stop the, the 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 giant halt in traffic that's caused this huge disruption in livestock livestock and where it's going to go, and they're trying to figure that out. Right, but right now. Um, yeah, a food service product is going to grocery, and we're also seeing um, a number of restaurants finding new ways with sort of like pop-up stores. Right, I saw that in, in yeah. our, our edge of the woods too. It's uh, And for some of these places, they're located, the ones that are doing it and being successful at it are, are places that are near or sort of in those, um, what do they call those, grocery deserts. Yeah. To where right. a grocery store is a bus ride or something away. And and having these having these places kind of being there to help out close by, I, I, I there are a couple of them that have been shown on the news in the Roanoke area, and and they're just stepping up and doing what they think is right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, in my corner of the world, uh, you know, the um, I don't think I've had quite quite the challenge or change that you have. I've seen. Uh, the work that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis change, and I've, you know, it's uh, it's been it's been certainly a handful. I've been looking forward to getting to Tuesday night to talk to you. Right. Uh, S- but same yeah. Here. Yeah. I'm- yeah. But every uh, but everyone I know is doing is doing all right right now, and uh, met, you know, my family's well, my friends are well, and um, you know, I'm hoping Virginia and the rest of the country uh, can get there too. Right. I. You know. I- it is both uh, a blessing and a curse to live where I do it. I'm, I'm rural. I'm, I'm in between yeah. big cities. Right. And, um, there's not a lot of traffic, which is, which is bad, but there's not a lot of traffic, which is kind of good right now. <laughs> and, right. and what I, what I've seen, you know, across the board is people, you know, taking it upon themselves to really, you know, follow through with masks and gloves and, you know, the six feet, distance and um I've, I've almost seen a return of 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 um, of manners oh please you go first no you i'll wait you know that kind of thing you know yeah um and i, I think you know it, it's proven time and time again you push you push humanity to a rough spot and that's when when true caring comes out for the most part i mean we could go on and on and on about what's happening in our, in our government, both on a right. local state yeah. and national level, uh, both good and bad. And, and maybe we will at another time, but, um, for just our, our kind of feelings on the whole thing, you know, I, I, I'm seeing more good in, in this than bad when it comes to the general human condition. I, I think that I am too. And, you know, even look at, um, uh, at what people are trying to do with their own individual talents just to, to encourage everyone else 
And I mean, I'm thinking of, um, you know, Christian was on the news a couple of nights ago with those Charlottesville artists. Right. I saw the video and it, he, he got, uh, he got the, uh, left-hand big window shot. <laughs> he in, did get the left-hand big window. I know. And I was, pretty, I was, yeah, I was proud of him, but I'm proud of all of them. They did such a great job. And, um, and I, we should say for the folks that are wondering what we're talking about, some, uh, a right. producer in the Charlottesville, Virginia area, uh, contacted a bunch of local and regional musicians to, um, uh, oh, what was the song they did? Lean on, lean me. on me. Uh, yes. it was for Bill Withers, uh, his passing, they were trying to do something. And, and this kind of came up right at the, the beginning of our, of our little journey through COVID-19 and, uh, Christian's very pumped about doing it. And, uh, I saw the video and, uh, we'll, we'll try to get a link up on madfamworld.com for you guys to check out and, uh, give, give Christian some kudos for, for, for killing it for the eight. Uh, yeah. For the, awesome what was it? Eight I'll measures, get... 16 measures he's ever got, but he, he, yeah, he, he, killed yeah. it, man. And he really did. I think that, job. um, I, I, I don't know, uh, Andre Regal, but he was saying that he went through, I think 55 hours of uh recorded content yeah to put that, put that together. all together that's crazy <laughs> yeah i don't even like yeah. going through that when i'm i'm you know it's a project that i'm, I'm yeah. well i mean it's, it's something dear to his heart and he wouldn't have started without it but man i can't think of anything i like doing that i'd want to do for 52 hours i just don't know and and so that shows you um you know the willingness that people are going to go the, the lengths that people are going to go to to convey that they care and to want to make a difference right exactly and uh, and, and i have a feeling you're going to see more and more of this mainly because musicians are just going nuts sitting at home playing to themselves and, oh yeah, and, and wanting to 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 share their talent, but in a in a very hum, human way, I guess is the best way to put it. Well, do me a favor, Eric. Yep. When you start naming people in your imaginary office audience, rather, uh -huh. and start giving them backstories or whatever, uh -huh. you just need to let me know. Uh, you know, I care about you, man. Okay. Yeah. What? I don't care. <sighs> what? Anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. What's what's the what's the mental toll this is having on you, man? I mean, we you and I talk about this off and on, just in our normal conversations about just general mental health and and trying to be the best person that we can be um, mentally. Yeah, and and it's it's yeah. I'm a hey, you know. Um, uh, I think that there's your basic stuff where, you know, I am an extrovert and I, um, I usually log a lot of wind, uh, windshield time, uh, driving here, there and, um, and everywhere. Right. Um, same, you know, and, uh, so none of that's happening. And, um, so th that's got me a little squirrely. Um, I'm lucky though, because, uh, you know, I'm not by myself. I'm here with my wife. And uh, that's good company. Right. And we got enough space for her to sit in her own corner in a different room uh, where she can handle calls for her work. And uh, I can do the same in mine and make sure I don't get too loud. Right. Um, so, I, you know, um, there's, I think, just the frustration of just maybe uh, not being around people. Um, I had been looking forward to coming out to see you and then also Christian uh, between... Um, Oh, shoot. Over the course of April, I wanted to get out both to Lynchburg and, and to Stanton, both. And, uh, of course, neither happened. So, so you know, there's there's that. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm holding up okay. I think, I, yeah, I mean, yesterday was a little tough. Mondays usually are. But, you know, that's, 
yeah, that's somewhat par for the course. How about you? Uh, you know, I I think the key for me is to stay engaged and busy, mm-hmm. even if it's just busy work. Um, I spent a couple hours on a piece of software that I'll probably never ever use. It was a visualizer, but it was, you know, it was, oh, this is kind of cool. Let me see what I can do with it. All right. And uh, did did some stuff with some music that was just laying around, and it was fun. And again, will I use it? Maybe. But it it still gave me something to do for a couple hours. Now, again, having having the lessons and, you know, having to, you know, look presentable because I, you know, doing it on a, on a, a webcam, um, that's kind of, you know, you know, finding, finding the moments of normality. It's like, okay, I need to take a shower because I got to go to work. I need to, you know, right. You know, having meals at a specific time these days are just kind of the things I'm doing to keep a schedule and keep, keep myself kind of focused in on, on just staying safe in my head. Not that I, you know, have any, I don't think I have any issues with it, but, um, <laughs> I but, don't think you do. No, but you know, I've, I've got some friends that they're like, yeah, if I don't get out of here pretty soon, I'm going to go nuts, you know? And I'm like you, I, I spend professionally, I spend a lot of time on the road and when you cut out traveling six days a week to traveling no days a week, it, 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 it throws you for a loop. It does. Yeah. It's a very different routine not having that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, some of the stuff that um, some of the stuff that I normally do in addition to podcasts is check out new music while I'm driving, and I've I've missed that as a uh, you as know a regular easy outlet. It, it's funny, and I think I think I want to talk about that here in a little bit. Just a little bit of a tease is is sort of what what we've been listening to during quarantine, but we'll we'll, we'll save that for a little bit. Um, I ultimately, this has got to end one way or the other. I mean, we're we're going to figure it out, or it's gonna it's gonna do what it, nature does, whatever that might be. What do you see coming out of all this? So, um, you know, one of the things I read about, and and um, and I certainly see it in some of my interactions um, online, um, and that is, uh, there are going to be people right now who uh, have um, stress or substance-related issues that are not enough to cause them a disruption in their life, where this is going to be the thing that puts them over a proverbial edge or where it's really going to bring them beyond the threshold into things being critical. Right. And I think to your point about um, about manners and being considerate and being compassionate, I think that um, I, I think what I see coming is that uh, there's going to be a lot of conversation around how how do we find compassion for the people who are not handling this in uh in a clinical way very well right. and what can we do to help exactly yeah how about you or do you have anything in your mind in terms well, of what I, you I, see th- coming I think up? i think coming out of this we're, we're i'm a firm believer that we're never going to go back to the way it was we never yeah. do i mean you, you look back at the at the at the changes in the world that have happened you've never it's always a new normal after that you know you you and i didn't we have that shared age group of you know we remember the uh the the challenger 
explosion. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. 9-11, those type of things. You know, talking with my parents, uh, Kennedy, when he was assassinated, both Kennedys when they were assassinated, Martin Luther King Jr., those type things usher in a new normal after that. For, yeah. For whatever good that is. And, you know, this is this is another one of those globally it's a new norm after this you know some timelines are saying you know we may not get back to anything resembling what we once were till to till the fall of 2021 yeah and yeah and so coming out of this i think for one thing we're going to find a lot of businesses that said that they couldn't do things online have figured out how to do things online so I think you know that that's a domino to to uh, um, professional industrial office space rentals and stuff like that. I mean that's just going to be you know they're going to have to figure out how to do that with everybody figuring out yeah I can telecommute and and quite effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that you're going to find that uh, I'm hoping that we find that artists are put in in a, being a musician and a working musician and. I understand what music is. It's not life or death, but it is life or death. Because you look to what everybody is going to during this time, it's the arts, whether it's movies, TV shows, music, you know, all these things. And and people are missing those live experiences. What I'm hoping is that we see a renaissance in support for both le- local and regional artists, not just the big stars, but you know your friends and neighbors that play at the bars on the weekends and restaurants, right. or you know the, the kids that play in the in the youth symphony in your town or whatever. That people will actually start going out and and supporting like they used to. You know, growing up was always big support for stuff like that, and and these days it, it's hard. And I'm and I'm hoping that when you have something like this happen, you can see the importance of other things. Um, you know, I, I, I hope so. And in, in a peculiar way, I know that you and I, um, were anticipating this in, in a, in a certain respect, but not in the, in, not in, under these circumstances. And I'm going to, I'm going to go way, way back. But when we were first talking about mad fan world, almost two years ago, and we were putting together some ideas around that, I think our thought was that um, local artistry was important and uh, for artists to have a way to connect digitally as well as in real life was right. a, exactly. a balancing act we wanted to support at a local level right. and at an individual level. And that the in real life experience was something that was not out of fashion in a jam world, but maybe had lost some of its appeal at large, but we saw that maybe coming back or becoming re revalued, reunderstood. Right. And I think that's going to happen. I think the people are, uh, are going to put a lot more, um, they're, they're going to put a new emphasis and a new value on the opportunity to be in real life, as opposed to being able to not show up. I, I, I hope so. I, you know, and, what I'm seeing, you know, on social media and, and, you know, texting people that haven't texted me in a long time, I'm getting texts from them or, or messages mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just like, Hey man, thought about you. How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And to, to a person they're like, I, I really need to be more supportive of you guys. I don't real I didn't realize how much I missed going out and seeing live music. 
you know, whether again, yeah. restaurant or bar or concerts or festivals or whatever. And what I'm, and, and I'm like you, I'm hoping that people really take the opportunity coming out of this to, to, to grow their appreciation for that. Yeah. I think there's, there's going to be that, there's going to be that transition period and I don't know how long it's going to be, but I think there will be the transition period where people will want to come out slowly and check out their restaurant or check out right. the venue to see music, but it may, it may take them a minute. Um, I, I think it, it It'll be a trickle. Yeah. It'll be the hardcore folks that their favorite restaurant has been closed for, for whatever long it's going to be. And, you know, they go there every Wednesday night for the steak special and they haven't been able to have it. And that they're going to go do that immediately. Yeah. But I think, you know, for, for a lot of folks, it's going to be, well, let's just wait and see what's going to go on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to put one other idea out there, and I don't, you know, I'll, I'll just keep it real. I'll keep it at 30,000 feet up in the air. But I have a feeling that there's going to be an interesting shift in the American attitude politically. And I don't mean about, um, you know, the partisan uh, framework that we're in right now. I mean, like, you know, in, in a way that is uh, of, of reordering the entire republic in, the, in, a, in a way that we've done before. Um, you know, I know um, what I'm thinking of is you know, there was a period of time before the Constitution and um, the critical period, and uh, then later there was the Civil War and Reconstruction. Then, uh, then in 1913 there was the you know the uh, the direct election of senators and the creation of the Federal Reserve, which really, uh, in a way that I don't think people in in, in an everyday way are, are are aware, changed very much the sort of the national texture of our whole political landscape. And these are moments where uh, the American democratic ex experiment uh, has, has turned, uh, turned around and, and become something different. You know, there's the story in the middle, which is of course unfortunate, uh, where there was so much blood in the Civil War, but uh, I'm not saying that I'm seeing a Civil War coming, I'm just no, saying that. No, but I'm with you on that. I think that there, there's, there seems to be, we've been listening as a country to the far left and the far right. And, mm. I, th and I think you and I both politically line up somewhere more, more central than that. And, and what yeah. I found out that that's usually where the answers lie is in that, is in that middle section. And I, I, I think the, the American public have gotten to that point now where I think we see that, that, yeah. you know, you, you and I come up in a, in a, um, you know, we've come up through the cold war, the end of the cold war. Uh, well really the end of Vietnam, the end of the cold war, you know, all that stuff happened during our watch as it were. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we just seem to, to it always seems to find balance somewhere along the line. And I think we've we've swung too far left and too far right in in what's going on. And I feel like it's taken something like what we're going through to show uh what jackasses on both sides of the aisle we have. Uh some, right, but, some more than others, but I'm not gonna say that there's not blame on both sides for for some of the mess that we're in. And I feel like this is, and you know, it, it happened politically with Andrew Jackson, with with the mess that he created, and there have been mm -hmm. other presidents that have been 
less than on the up and up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Right. A lot sure. of cronyism, and I don't want to necessarily say it was corrupt, but there. Well, people forget about Chester Arthur, but right. I digress. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's who exactly who I was thinking of. Corrupt. Oh, right, right, and and it always seemed that after that, you have someone that comes in and goes, "No, we need to we need to do this." Even after FDR, we had swung so far to the left with FDR. The, and and the war that we had to get pulled back, and we were pulled mm-hmm. back even by a, a you know Democrats and Republicans both were pulling back towards the center through through all that, and I and I think I think we're we're destined for that again. I think we're ready for a big pull right down the middle. Yeah, I think something's going to recalibrate, and I don't know what it's going to look like, but I do think that and I'm going to steal a phrase from a book uh, called uh, I think the it's the secret or hidden tribes. Hidden political tribes, right. seven hidden political tribes in America, and they talk about uh, outside of these uh, far left and far right is actually what they call the exhausted majority. And I think the exhausted majority is going to, uh, I think it's going to speak up. I think it's going to be heard. I, I think it's at, we're at that point. I really do. Um, yeah. They and and a lot of it is coming from from uh, the youth. Uh, whether they're conservative or, or more liberal bent, the youth seem to be more moderate than some of uh, the Gen Xers and the baby boomers. Right, yeah. You know, and, and I'm all for it, you know. I'm, I'm all for it. As we wrap it up, we want to thank those that choose to listen. Let your friends know that they can find the Not Necessarily Mad podcast in the podcast section of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and at madfamworld.com.